If Lia Li had been born in the highlands of northwest Laos, where her parents and twelve of her brothers and sisters were born, her mother would have squatted on the floor of the house that her father had built from axe-hewn planks thatched with bamboo and grass. The floor was dirt, but it was clean. Her mother, Foa, sprinkled it regularly with water to keep the dust down and swept it every morning and evening with the broom she had made of grass and bark. She used a bamboo dustpan, which she had also made herself, to collect the feces of the children who were too young to defecate outside and emptied its contents into the forest. Even if Foa had been a less fastidious housekeeper, her newborn babies wouldn't have gotten dirty since she never let them actually touch the floor. She remains proud to this day that she delivered each of them into her own hands, reaching between her legs to ease out the head and then letting the rest of the body slip out into her bent forearms. No birth attendant was present. Though if her throat became dry during her labor, her husband, Nakao, was permitted to bring her a cup of hot water as long as he averted his attention from her body. Because Fo believed that moaning or screaming would thwart the birth, she labored in silence with the exception of an occasional prayer to her ancestors. She was so quiet that although most of her babies were born at night, her older children slept undisturbed on a communal bamboo pallet a few feet away and woke only when they heard the cry of their new brother or sister. After each birth, Nakao cut the umbilical cord with heated scissors and tied it with string. Then, Fool washed the baby with water she had carried from the stream, usually in the early phases of labor, in a wooden and bamboo pack barrel strapped to her back. Fool conceived carried, and bore all her children with ease. But had there been any problems, she would have had recourse to a variety of remedies that were commonly used by the Hmong, the hill tribe to which her family belonged. If a Hmong couple failed to produce children, they could call in a tzinning, a shaman, who was believed to have the ability to enter a trance, summon a posse of helpful familiars, ride a winged horse over twelve mountains between the earth and sky, cross an ocean inhabited by dragons, and, starting with bribes of food and money, and if necessary, working up to a necromantic sword, negotiate for his patient's help with the spirits who lived in the realm of the unseen. A Tzineng might be able to cure infertility by asking the couple to sacrifice a dog, a cat, a chicken, or a sheep. After the animal's throat was cut, the Tzineng would string a rope bridge from the doorpost to the marriage bed, over which the soul of the couple's future baby, which had been detained by a malevolent spirit called Ada, would now freely travel to the earth. One could also take certain precautions to avoid becoming infertile in the first place. For example, no Hmong woman of childbearing age would ever think of setting foot inside a cave, because a particularly unpleasant kind of Da sometimes lived there who liked to eat flesh and drink blood and could make his victim sterile by having sexual intercourse with her. Once a Hmong woman became pregnant, she could ensure the health of her child by paying close attention to her food cravings. If she craved ginger and failed to eat it, her child would be born with an extra finger or toe. If she craved chicken flesh and did not eat it, her child would have a blemish near its ear. If she craved eggs and did not eat them, her child would have a lumpy head. When a Hmong woman felt the first pangs of labor, she would hurry home from the rice or opium fields where she had continued to work throughout her pregnancy. It was important to reach her own house, or at least the house of one of her husband's cousins, because if she gave birth anywhere else, a da might injure her. 
A long or arduous labor could be eased by drinking the water in which a key had been boiled in order to unlock the birth canal, by having her family array bowls of sacred water around the room and chant prayers over them. Or, if the difficulty stemmed from having treated an elder member of the family with insufficient respect, by washing the offended relative's fingertips and apologizing like crazy until the relative finally said, I forgive you. Soon after the birth, while the mother and baby were still lying together next to the fire pit, the father dug a hole at least two feet deep into the dirt floor and buried the placenta. If it was a girl, the placenta was buried under her parents' bed,